In this week's episode of Walking the Walk, you could say I'm joined by royalty. Equality and Future Talent Manager, Sam Davies, MBE. Hello. Hello. Thanks for joining me today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So, Equality and Future Talent Manager, it's quite a fancy job title. Can you tell us what does it mean? How did you get there? What path did you take? Yeah, so I joined Talk Talk well, about three and a half years ago now. And it was when we moved to the Northwest from London. And the, I suppose back then I was early careers manager and the role was created to do a lot with our apprenticeships. Um, and there was a real need to build those relationships with our local universities, colleges, schools, etc. So I joined as early careers manager and spent the last few years doing lots of um, some great projects and initiatives of, and building our profile in the Northwest as an employer for, for young talent, really. And then I went on maternity leave, had a baby and came back in October last year um, in 2022 and took on a, a slight promotion, really. So that is a quality and future talent manager. So basically what I was doing, but I've now got the addition of all things DNI, which is diversity and inclusion. So there's a lot of crossover in those two areas, but now there's you know more of a focus on us as a business. How can we be as inclusive as we can for for all colleagues? And lots of great things are involved in that. Amazing! So you've got quite responsibility. You've got the future of talent on your shoulders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say, yeah. <laughs> so since you joined, you've you've done so many things. You've been at the forefront of a lot of programs within Talk Talk and, and within the talent team. What would you say was has been your biggest accomplishment since joining? So definitely the work that I did with Kickstart, which was a government initiative on the back of lockdown, really. There was a clearly a need post-pandemic around young people. I think where traditionally a lot of people that come out of school and college may enter jobs such as retail, um, hospitality. Obviously, throughout the pandemic, a lot of that closed and maybe didn't survive through that that time so a lot of young people were unemployed and that as a, a society and and as we were as a country was a real problem so the government introduced a new scheme where they tried to encourage businesses to take on young people on six month placements uh, paid um, to gain some meaningful experience to add to their CV and give them that kind of boost back into employment and yeah, it was kind of something that I kept seeing around the announcements of how businesses can get involved. And it was something that I thought this is, we, we need to do this within TalkTalk because we're based in Salford and there's a lot of, you know, high unemployment rates, highly deprived areas, and we needed to be doing something positive for the society that we're based in. Where we are today, kind of a year on, I think we finished the scheme last year with employing around 100 young people on the six-month placements and we, we actually were able to offer further employment whether that was a further fixed term an apprenticeship or permanent employment to about 50% of those so it was amazing you know that none of them were telecoms not one of the hundred some of them were beauticians some of them were part-time in bars for example but it just gave them the foot in the door and the opportunity and Luckily for us, we've got some amazing people from it and they've gone on to, to achieve great things. So, yeah, really, really rewarding. And I'm, I was pleased to be part of it. Yeah. And I know how much hard work you put into that personally, because we work quite close together day to day, don't we, Sam? And mm -hmm. I think it wasn't only a benefit for those 
people who came in on placements, we got to work from a completely different perspective as well internally, didn't we? So we were getting all those different walks of life coming in, giving us fresh new ideas as well. So yeah, absolutely. And I think it was almost like an unexpected outcome of the scheme. Like I said, when we had the early stages of the the project, let's just bring in a few and give them some good exposure. But then it, it really escalated and we've got so many people. It led us to doing an internal recruitment drive then to say, we've got all these amazing young people. We can't let them go once this six month ends. And we had so many vacancies across the business and there was just a perfect opportunity for us to go we've got all these young people we've got it's almost like we've got um it's like a six-month interview process because we've had them in we've seen what they're capable of we're seeing what new ideas and fresh perspectives they've brought we've seen the ones with the great behaviors why would we you know we've tried and tested them why would we let them just go back out and then sit in the unemployment market again that would just be the you know a, a terrible ending to a great scheme I got to know these young people throughout you know we did catch-ups every Friday we we had a real social element to it even though a lot of it was through lockdown we had a real nice network and a community of these young people and I mean I learned a lot I thought I was young and cool but I definitely am not in comparison to these guys you know I learned a lot through them and it was it, yeah it was just great to see it, it made us as a business look at recruitment differently for example so yeah none of not not so much more of the you need x amount years experience within this role or you need to come from telecoms so for six months you were essentially mentoring a hundred young people mm. how how did you juggle that alongside your day job <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was very hectic very busy some of them maybe quite demanding of um but rightly so it was it was just a real learning curve and I just wanted them to have an amazing experience and I just was really passionate about that. I remember, you know, coming out of uni and not having a clue what I wanted to do. And it's it's not a nice time to be in, especially when you're graduating. And, you know, not all of them came from uni, a majority of them didn't, but came coming out of college or school and entering blooming a pandemic. What a terrible time to to be coming into the world of work. So I was really passionate about making sure that they felt you know, that they made the most of the six months because six months flies by and I was really keen to do as much as I could for them. And it's it's because of all your hard work as well. And I feel like there's a bit of an elephant in the room here. And the reason that we're here talking today is you, Sam Davies, were alongside the likes of Brian May and Grayson Perry in this year's King's Honours list. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, it was a couple of weeks before Christmas that I got a phone call from the cabinet office. And again, you know, doing a lot of work with the likes of DWP, I just kind of thought they were chasing a payment or something. Was and it one of those calls that you just wanted to, to decline? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I'd seen a few missed calls, so I thought, oh, best answer this one. Um, and yeah, the la- there was a lovely lady that was ringing from the cabinet office and I just didn't really know what the call was about and what to expect and what was she going to say. And I think the call started off was this con- call is in confidence. And I thought, oh my goodness, what have I done wrong? <laughs> what, what am I going to have to go and tell my boss? And yes, it kind of led on to say that I, I just remember hearing based on the prime minister's advice, the king would like to include you in his New Year's honours list. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then she said, so you'll be receiving an MBE in the new year and I and I did actually ask her if it was a prank I did ask <laughs> if she was having me on to which this you know <laughs> she said I, I appreciate it's a lot for you to take in over the phone but yeah it's just it's 
completely nuts. Like you say, the lineup that was included in the list of the New Year's honours is just is not something that you ever consider yourself to be part of. So I did ask her, what was it for? <laughs> and the citation was, yeah, for services to young people. So, yeah, I mean, I just feel like I did my job. But obviously, there's a lot of processes that goes into choosing who's part of that list. So it is real. <laughs> I have told my family, it, is, it has been checked over. They do think I am deserving of it. <laughs> so... Sam, be honest with me, when all the news came out, how many times did you Google your own name? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, on the day of the release, because it it was embargo for two weeks. So, well, a few weeks, actually. So I couldn't say anything. I couldn't tell my family. I couldn't tell anyone. So if anyone knows me, I, I talk a lot. So that was incredibly difficult. But I was able to speak to, obviously, our press office about it because, yeah, apparently kind of local newspapers get prepared the day before, 24 hours before embargo is released, etc. It's all very official. So I was speaking to our, yeah, director of corporate communications here. And on the day of the announcement coming out, he was basically just sending me a load of articles and he said at one point, he was like, Rumineka should be your agent. And I thought, yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, it was just mad. It's crazy. It's just crazy. And, you know, the fact that, like I said, I've been on maternity leave and I've got a little boy now who's about to be one. I mean, he won't have a clue what that is for a long time, but I just keep thinking about him in the future. And yeah, my mum was an MBE. It's just not something that he's normally spoke about. And it's just, it's just crazy. It's just wild. <laughs> you'll be expecting the red carpet rolled out at parents evenings won't you <laughs> parents evening every time I'm in the office when I go to Aldi yeah it, um, that's what I expect everyone needs to bow curtsy a lot <laughs> I'm really good I'm, I'm milking it for sure <laughs> till next yeah. year <laughs> well absolutely I mean you should not everyone can say they've got an MBE but on a bit more of a serious note how do you feel is it ever something that you thought was within reach for you have you ever dreamt of getting that no, not at all. I do. I've, I've definitely. I consider myself as ambitious, and I do love to achieve things. That really keeps me motivated. Especially, I think coming back off mat leave has has been a real challenge for me, and one that I now understand so much about. Kind of working mums and working dads. You know, the, the balance is is mad, and your identity changes, your priorities. So. I've always been this career driven, ambitious Sam, but now I'm mum to Harvey, and that's that's first and foremost over everything. So to then receive this MBA, I've always strived to kind of, like I said, achieve things. But, you know, it was never on my list of things to to do. You know, I do try and set goals, but that was never on there. And it's funny, actually, because I feel, I genuinely feel about a week before they called me, I looked at somebody and they were an MBA and I thought, how, how on earth does that even happen? Like, I wouldn't even know where to, what the process is. And you do just see it as, famous people I told my partner and he said is that the thing that Marcus Rashford's got and I was like yeah <laughs> I am not Marcus Rashford or in his you know circle of friends but I've got the same thing that he's got so <laughs> I must have done something good amazing I think there'll be quite a lot of people now listening as well wondering are you going to meet the king yeah so apparently sometime this year they'll contact me to visit the palace so it could be Buckingham it could be Windsor it could be St James's I think there's a big backlog but yeah ultimately I will be visiting one of the palaces I have to get a fancy frock for the occasion obviously there's even rules around that it's all very official and yeah it could be King Charles I'm hoping so because it's the first ever King's New Year's on this list of course so it could be King Charles it could be uh, Prince William it could be Princess Anne 
and they award you a medal at the palace so I wonder who will be there on that same day I'll be keeping I'll be studying the list <laughs> and um yeah seeing seeing who else will be collecting theirs that day so it's very exciting very exciting I'm sure you will and have you got anything now to to prove have you been sent a certificate have you got anything in the home that you can put on the wall because I know you'll be milking it for everything it's worth <laughs> <laughs> so I've got um a letter um on email that's you know that awards it it's in the it was published in the London Gazette on New Year's Eve so that's the official thing where everything stems from really my mum went and bought the newspaper with it in and, and things but yeah there's a few I've been googling a few perks you can you're allowed to get married in St Paul's Cathedral and also wow. my son is so watch this space um but you can also apply for a coat of arms I think for your family to like pass on in generations obviously doing that <laughs> so yeah I'll be I'll be getting it all <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone listening who like you a few weeks ago were wondering how do I get letters after my name have you got any advice or any information you can share as to how people can be like you be more Sam <laughs> <laughs> this should be the hashtag off this podcast be more Sam yes hashtag be more Sam it's it's tough because I normally do things like giving advice on things that I feel confident in or know about but I didn't aim to do this so it's it's a shock as it is for anybody else for for me but I would just say you know if we were gonna advise on be more Sam <laughs> just find a passion and just you know I suppose like I think one thing that I did speak to Daniel who nominated me for it was around because I just considered it I was doing my job I got asked to do something and go and do it but you know I suppose the difference is is how much energy and passion and and how much you drive it forward as an individual you know one task to somebody might be different to somebody else I just got so much out of it and and I definitely think about self-promotion is utilize your networks build your networks externally and internally I built some great relationships within the department for work and pensions that elevated our position as talk talk as an employer and just just be really nosy and find out loads of things about other people and yeah work on your own brand I think is really important and make sure and, and share the news you know you can't launch something without the help of other people. Um, I didn't do it by myself by any means. So getting the word out there and just being confident to do so, I, that's the only thing I can say is, is what I did. And it, it worked. So, yeah. It did work, absolutely. And it won't be long before you're getting married in St Paul's Cathedral by the sounds <laughs> of it. I saw your eyes light up when you said that part. I'll be a OBE by then. That's my next goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what I was just going to say to you. I, I can't believe now that you're going to sit there and say this is the peak of your career because everyone who knows you knows you too well so what's next what's the next goal what's the next big thing for you oh I don't know I think you know a lot of the the press releases was one of the youngest to have received the MBE because I'm 30 I'm still saying I'm 30 because I'm turning 31 in two days but no one needs to know that I yeah I'm still so young in my career I've still got so much work in life ahead of me so yeah, it's it's great because I feel like it's going to open so many doors and opportunities for me. So that really excites me. You know, I'm hoping in the future when my time does come to move on from this role, wherever that may be with it, with it being Talk Talk or elsewhere, I'd like to think that having MBE on my title, I'll obviously put that on my CV. They can't turn me away. <laughs> but I don't know. I, to be honest, at this moment in time, genuinely, is managing and figuring out how on earth to balance life and being a mum I've just started back full-time in January so 
just this week. So it's it's carnage um, and so many people I now empathise with and, and understand and relate to. So that is my biggest thing at the moment. But I'm super excited to be taking on D&I into my role because I am so passionate about kind of an inclusive business and making sure that everybody has the the right opportunities in front of them despite what background or what how they identify or what challenges they may face I'm really really passionate so I'm so excited to be taking on this new part of my role and and what great things that that we might see this year and, and for years to come so no big goals on the agenda hashtag be more Sam (laughs) well whatever you're doing struggling juggling however you're doing it you're obviously absolutely smashing it and it's showing and here you are now royalty so i think we'll (laughs) leave it there but thank you so much hashtag be more sam (laughs) watch this space that's all for today if you like the podcast please subscribe in your podcast app and if you have time give us a review If you have a suggestion or question, get in touch on Twitter at TalkTalk Group. You can follow us there or also on LinkedIn. Thanks a lot for listening.